0: Welcome to Fintech Corner. Uh, I'm Joseph Dramearian. I'm your host. Uh, I'm the Chief Product Officer here at Travada, and we are so excited uh, to be joined by Kevin Bell, our Head of Client Solutions. I'm so excited about today's conversation because I've been meaning to pick your brain just anyways on the client journey, how we navigate just through the entire process, just purchasing, you know, our software. Uh, what it means to bring it to life in a way that brings you value as a customer. And I've been curious to just kind of get your thoughts on generally what's been going on in the marketplace, especially within tech. And so I just thought this would be a fun conversation. So thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Welcome. Appreciate you being on. Second guest. So excited to yeah, have you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I'm, it's quite an honor. And it, it does really feel like I'm just sitting here in the living room with you.
0: It's funny. In the last episode, we touched a little bit on chat GPT and you had been mentioning it to me and I was so tempted to go down the rabbit hole. And since we're talking about innovation and, you know, we we were talking about how <laughs> if we're using a basketball analogy, taking, you know, the baby steps of being able to make a layup and, you know, being able to do the basics right. I'd say that chat GPT and advanced AI solutions, that's like effectively the... NBA jam, jumping thirty feet in the air, backflip dunking—that <laughs> uh, that's like the most advanced use case uh, there could be. I, first of all, I'm just curious: have you been reading or keeping up to date on what's been happening with ChatGPT and Bing, especially <laughs> you know being the big reason?
1: I think you'd have to be hiding under a rock to not have heard about it by now. Yeah, I was joking that you know a month or two ago, I, I told my parents who are both in their seventies about this and. You know, they might have been the first senior citizens to be informed, but their mind was blown just just as mine was. It was kind of one of those moments where you are like, "Wow, this is a pretty you know gigantic shift in the tech landscape." Yeah. You know, that that really like you know the the iPhone coming out, or or even like the internet you know <laughs> being a thing in the first place, or some of the only like parallels I can really think of, and just like you know the democratization of AI across. So many different use cases. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, to, to think about the possibilities out there.
0: The tech part of me is elated. I am eating it up. I'm obviously a user. I spend hours with it, just like everybody else. I try to find the corners. Discovered the same things that people have found. So one of the things that has been interesting to me about Chat GPT is. The ability to take it down a rabbit hole, steering it and seeing the responses that you'll get out of the interface. And it got me thinking what if, you know, I'm not saying that this is true, but hypothetically, we've been talking about all of the basics and having, you know, great software footing on having a good grasp of your cash, then taking it, you know, to the next level, being able to categorize, forecast, all of that. Well, what if you remove the need for having great software and it's just question answer? You could ask, hey, should I be investing right now? Yeah. Tell me. (laughs) Given where I'm at from a cash perspective, where the money is going, give me a recommendation. How much of my cash should I be putting into an investment? Or am I going to have enough money three weeks from now? Uh, Should I be thinking about making changes, how do you, do you feel that's a scary outcome, a future where it's not a stretch at all?
1: No, I, that that could be a thing <laughs> in the future. I, I honestly really don't. And, you know, let me tell you why, I guess part of the reason is I've, I've seen, you know, in, in past experiences with Salesforce and Tableau, that concept of conversational search, you know, right. be, be kind of uh, implemented and, and be used by organizations to really like, okay, you don't need to know every bell and whistle of this, you know, BI tool or this analytics solution. It's just, you know, whoever you are, whatever your role is within the organization, you can ask a, you know, a a simple question and, you know, try to get the answers that you're looking for. So to me, you know, that actually makes a heck of a lot of sense, right? Going forward and now with the power of of AI to support that even more, it could be a a really interesting topic to play with.
0: You know what I'm afraid of though? I, I've, I'm fully in the same boat as you. I'm excited. I want to see it. I want to play with it. I want that possibility to be a reality. But then I think about my mom, her first experience uh, with ChatGPT, because my brother, you know, he, if uh, my brother is as big of a tech nerd as I am. So he's younger than me. And so he, he had a chance to sit down with my mom and just expose her to this. And The fear layers there are, of course, number one, will I be irrelevant, right? Can we automate to such a degree where the inferences that a solution like this are driving are making the strategic part of the job totally irrelevant because at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to compete with a computer when it comes to math, right? And a lot of what is done here is various layers of analysis that are based on if, this, then that scenarios that just do math. So there's that part of it. The second part, though, and this one I've been thinking a lot about just in the general context of ChatGPT, and I'm curious what your take is on this, is can we trust it? Because ChatGPT has shown so many versions of answers that are mutated from the original source, where because it's extrapolating, distilling, trying to take the best of Wikipedia and articles that it finds over here and a website that it's scraped over there and summarizing, it is doing it using modeling. And so there's no guarantee that it got it just right. The only guarantee is that refinement over time will get it to, you know, a percentage point of satisfaction where today maybe it's 99.99, but in the future it might be 99.999999. And that would mean that you could really trust it. And what's funny about just watching the interactions online is finding those corners and how adamant it will be that it is correct and keep steering down that path. And it makes you wonder <laughs> could you imagine scenarios where, as a business, you're asking a chat GPT agent, hey, you know, should I make this decision based on what you know about my cash? And it takes you down this course. And it's just flat <laughs> out wrong.
1: Yeah, and you're making critical business decisions based on, yeah. you know, that wrongness. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say you worried about the machines taking over. So, you know, at least we're we're a step well, down from that. Or is that something you're worried about?
0: I, you know, I didn't want to turn this podcast into you know a conspiracy theory about AI, but yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. I have read all the stories about uh, Bing search uh, falling in love with the end user and convincing them, you know, to do uh, weird things. But yeah, that being kind of like the most extreme case, I guess the one that is right in front of us is, you know, can we trust this technology? And what—that's a more general question. Yeah, about AI, ML, its role in our use of tools and in the creative process of getting to a. A strategy, or to an inference, and this is one we spent a lot of time debating. To be yeah. honest, here at Travada, so I'm just curious what your take is on it.
1: No, I mean, I like, I think it actually kind of proves the point of that. You know, retaining the need for you know the the human aspect of of this solution to help you know verify and interpret and use that yeah. critical thinking that you know at least at least at this point, um, you know, the AI is is not advanced enough to be able to do. Um, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of people would welcome, hey, if I have you know let's just call it a a really, really incredibly powerful computer here that allows me to you know focus on the things that I want to be doing, and I can you know use this as a tool to to do my job more effectively and you know help help my company achieve those outcomes um, more smoothly. I think you know most people would welcome that, but at the same time, I mean, I think it certainly is going to warrant a lot of you know conversations and, you know, governance and, and guidelines, you know, similar to how we've seen, you know, social media take off and then become, yeah. you know, kind of a, a hotbed of, of some of the issues with uh, fake news. Dare I, dare I even use that term? Um, so yeah. I think, you know, we're going to go through a lot of that same chaos and confusion as we really understand how, you know, this technology unfolds.
0: Yeah. I think the mantra that we've tried to have, for the longest time is context matters. Having the context of how the data was derived, what is happening, is how the human plays an important role together with machine learning and AI. And that's the thing that always makes me worried about what I've seen so far is that it's stripping a lot of the context, right? Of course, you can ask it, hey, what was your source? And it should it's supposed to be, it's programmed to, to tell you what the source is, but has that source you know, book becomes ever more vast and the data points are ever more intertangled. Yeah, I, th- I think that this is a, an important discussion. It's, it's one that I feel like we should have it often as this technology is developing because this is the Wild West. There are no rules right now. We're getting to see it play out live. And it's going to be interesting to see how it intersects and overlaps with the technology that, you know, we're producing and just generally in tech, how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, this is so absolutely